The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Quirky Dog Podcast, inspired by some of the quirkiest dogs you can ever imagine and the owners who love them. This podcast is brought to you by the quirky couple themselves, Scott and Jess Williams. Their aim is to educate and entertain. Here's Scott and Jess. Welcome, guys, and happy Wednesday. We're coming to you live from Salem, New Hampshire. And we are going to talk about the topic of are you settling for less today? But first, we're going to start with the quirky tip of the day. Good job with the pig. Okay, Chrissy, you got to zoom in early because I love my sweatshirt. My quirky tip today is a very special shop called Have It Your Way. And it's so cute. It's kind of like a playoff of Burger King, Have It Your Way. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> don't start I with would me. I never would have guessed that. Britt and her very special dog, Havoc, were actually guests on our show. Their podcast is linked in the description. And she recently just um, suddenly lost Havoc, very tragically. So support her this season. But this shirt specifically, this balance shirt, I just love. I had her made it, make it for me specifically. The quirky code is quirky15. It's 15% off. And there's uh, gifts for your two-legged friends, gifts for your four-legged friends. There's literally like crazy tags, name tags, bandanas um, for the humans. There's like drinkware, apparel, awesome, awesome stuff. So check it out. And the code will end by 1215 because they have to get shipped out in time for Christmas. So please check out Havoc Your Way and type in Quirky15 for the 15% off. Thank you so much, Britt. Britt's one of our favorites. She grooms our doodle Max and um, she's a good New England dog person. So please support local small businesses. Okay, this was a Scotty topic. Where did this come from? Why do you want to do it? What's what was going this topic? on? What are we talking about? Are you settling for less? <laughs> well, I just have, you know, uh, quite often uh, after I, and I'm always out seeing new people and working with people and their dogs. And very often people will say to me after a few classes, I wish I had done this sooner. I can't believe I waited so long to work with this dog because the dog has now gone from being an incredible pain in the ass to really a joy to have and to work with and just, you know, adding to the to the home instead of always creating stress and problems. So it made me think about, you know, how many people are out there settling for this stress, just accepting this stress in their life and settling for less when they could, if they made if they got proactive, they could just start cleaning up their lives a little bit and making things a little better. Yeah, totally. And I mean, as 2023 is ending, we're going into new year 2024. It's a good time to think about like what you want. What do you want? You know, the future year to look like, you know, manifest uh, new year's resolutions, whatever you want to call that. But you know, how can you improve things? And people do a lot of workarounds with their dogs and they don't realize it. we had a client recently, you know, she drives her dog to an air force base to take it for a walk because it was so difficult on the street. A lot of people only walk their dogs, you know, at nighttime. I'm sorry, vitamin D is good for us. It's good for our dogs. I like sunshine. Like that stinks to have to wait. I mean, the sun is setting pretty early now. Some people are walking in the dark just because, you know, they get out of work and it's dark already. But on the weekends and stuff, it would be nice to be able to go out in the daytime when there's people out. Like all of these little workarounds that people are making and it goes way beyond taking your dog for a walk. How great would it be if you didn't have to be making these special accommodations and you just faced the problem head on and you came up with some solutions? Yeah, if your dog is kind of holding you hostage in a sense where you don't invite friends over or relatives because of the dog, because of the dog's behavior, you don't have your children bring friends over because of the dog. I mean, these are things that can be uh, rectified fairly easily through some training and management 
uh, even without training, <clears throat> just you know, through some basic management. Yeah, know? some people don't leave their homes on a regular basis or even a semi-regular basis. Some dogs, there's someone home with the dog 24-7 because it's such an issue. Some people will never vacation because of their dogs. Like These are things that are really like deterring the quality of your life. And when you think about owning a dog, we're not talking about you know just a two to three year time frame here. Like It's going to be at least you know a decade if you're lucky, probably closer to 12 to 15 years if you're super lucky. Like this is a pretty big stretch of your life. So when you're starting to, you know, introduce all these workarounds and it just seems like, you know, oh, this is our lifestyle. This is how we have to do things. But when you have more freedom and you have more options, you know, normally through training, things get a lot easier and a lot simpler. And it's also better for your dog. We cannot stress that enough. Not only is it better for your lifestyle, but the dogs are just in such a better mental headspace. I cannot even tell you some of our clients recently where we go back and we see the dog and it's like, wow, like the dog seems well. The dog seems like it's yeah. processing. The dog doesn't seem out of its mind crazy from over arousal and anxiety and a lack of, you know, direction and just in its mind, you know, whatever the heck is going on in it. The dog seems like it's focused and it's feeling better overall. And even in a physical sense, the dog isn't trembling. The dog isn't, you know, scatterbrained and pacing everywhere. Like it's just mentally and physically so much more well. So let's introduce wellness as we, you know, close up this year, as we head into the next year, let's think about making our dogs as well as possible. And in turn, your household is going to have great effects. It's going to be more peaceful. It's going to be more harmonious. It's going to be a better house to live in. I was at a client's house where they had duct tape all over the couch where the dog had torn the couch apart and they just started duct taping the rips and whatnot. And so they they can't get new furniture because the, they're just afraid the dog will destroy all the new furniture. So they're living on furniture that's covered with duct tape and being destroyed by their dog. Not because they can't afford to have a nice couch and something decent to sit on without springs coming up into their butt, but because... They're afraid that the dog is just going to continue to destroy everything, and they had no plan to stop it. Yeah, I mean, you know? we've had we've had our fair share of so-so couches. We when we first got together, we had an eighty-dollar futon from Walmart. We had it's because we can't afford anything. <laughs> well, it That's is not, different. but we had a three hundred dollar <laughs> Amazon futon for a while. We when we had the facility, and then we moved that into our new rental. We have a, you know, decent fake leather couch right now. I don't do the real leather scene. It's nice to have a nice couch. But I would say if you're sitting on furniture that's duct taped, you are probably settling for less, especially if you can financially afford it. So just do some basic management stuff. Can you crate your dog when it's left unattended? Can you put up some gates? Find some ways, some biohacks, if you will, that will make your life a better life to live. Because we so often start accommodating the dog from the moment it gets home. And then all of a sudden, we're making exceptions after exception after exception and now your entire life is just based around how we can keep the dog you know somewhat contained and the least amount of a nuisance as possible come up with ways to target the solutions head on i cannot stress that enough it helps you it helps the dog it helps your household it helps society and i do think that um you know we're talking about dogs primarily but uh if you're settling for less with your dog uh, and I know from personal experience, uh, where else are you settling for less? In your relationship, in, in your work, I mean, in your, your, health. Phys- in your physical health, yeah. you know, let, your mental your, health, not being as strong or as fit as maybe you'd like to be or should be or feel you should be, but you just push that feeling down and continue to sit on the couch eating chips and 
ice cream and whatnot. Yeah, so. and that's true. The dog can be the first stepping stone to like taking action, right? Because, you know, it's an interactive relationship and everything else. But then that can expand out to, you know, how well is, how what's the quality of your sleep like? Can I make my sleep better? What's the quality of the diet that you're eating? What's, you know, how frequently are you going and, you know, walking at least on the street or maybe hitting the gym or doing these little simple things? If you're, you know, feeling down and out, turn the shower on cold at the end of the shower. It's free. You know, there are, there are ways out there to easily help yourself, but it's so easy to get into these ruts like Scott is talking about. And if the dog is what starts you on a path to a better quality of life, more wellness and everything else, keep the ball rolling so that can, you know, transcend into all areas of your life. I think that's a really good point. Yeah. And it could be, I mean, you may feel powerless to make any big changes in many aspects of your life for legitimate reasons. You just can't make these changes. But with your dog, that is something that you can make changes in their behavior and relatively quickly. And when I say quickly, within a month, you start doing some classes with somebody. And and I will say also, if you, you try doing some classes and you just didn't didn't work out, find someone else and you know maybe it was a personality clash or maybe the methodology wasn't working for you. But don't say, oh, I tried it. It didn't work. Yeah. You know, you should be going, the people that I work with these days, quite often, I'm the third or fourth trainer they've seen. And I give these guys, these people tremendous credit for seeking me out yeah. after going through this with other people and like not getting anywhere and spending a lot of time and money and not getting anywhere. And they, the only thing I can attribute it to is that they're, they love their dog and their pain point is friggin' high. They're like, I got it try somebody else. I'm just going to call somebody else and see if they can help me. And yeah, I was, uh, I was at a house uh, a few days ago with a, an aggressive um, rescue dachshund. And they had had all these, they've been living with this dog for a year and a half. I said in the text before I went there, I just assumed the dog bites. I said, tell me the, text me the bite history real quick before I get there. Because I got bit last month, and I'm just like... <laughs> done. It's still hurting him. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm not walking into, you know, getting my hand bit again. And the guy says, well, I've been bit 13 times, and my partner's been bit like 12 times. And I'm like, all right, no problem. I bring my leather gloves with me. And uh, we start working with this dog, and we made some good headway. And um, they were amazed. Like, they were friggin' amazed at what we were able to accomplish in an hour, one hour. And they were just so relieved and so happy that I came and... And he said, thank you for doing what you do. I mean, this is amazing. And and we're going to do some classes moving forward together. But sometimes it's just as simple as getting a, getting the right trainer to your home or bringing your dog wherever it needs to go to meet with a person and just, just getting started on that journey. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like... Uh, it's this big burden that's lifted <laughs> off you. Like, holy shit, we actually, my dog isn't retarded. Yeah. My dog isn't stupid. We don't say that word My anymore. dog really isn't as aggressive as I thought he was, whatever it is. Yeah, you know? no. And, you know, I'm not a big person for pushing online content at all. But last week we did Kenyo for dog training. It is tight out there. I understand that, you know, some people do have huge financial constraints on them. There are some really good accounts out there on TikTok, on everything else. Literally, um, the other day before Thanksgiving, I don't remember the account. Maybe it was the Naked Dog. I'm not sure. But she, like, did this great tethering video. She's like, if your dog is not behaving, you know, when you're having guests over, while you're making Thanksgiving dinner, tether your dog to the doorknob. You know, reward your dog for settling. Like, really, really important, great information. And, stuff and that, basic. Yeah, and stuff that 
we talk about and, you know, our free course and how to calm your canine, which is a pretty affordable course we offer, you know, these types of things, tethering, stepping on the leash, it can be life changing for your dog. So, and it doesn't have to be, you know, you're now finding a professional and you're paying them X, Y, Z dollars to make big headway. You can make some small changes in your life that make all the difference. Sometimes just reintroducing the crate, you know, so many people are like, oh, well, the dog's potty trained. He doesn't destroy stuff. Yeah, but it gives the dog a little bit of downtime, a little bit of rest time. The same reason that, you know, they make daycare kids take naps when they're young. And the same reason that they tell adults to take five to 10 minutes out to, you know, do some deep breathing and close your eyes and maybe some meditation. Dogs need a little bit of downtime as well. So introducing something like stepping on the leash, tethering, crating, maybe all three, that alone could be life-changing, but do something. Stop settling for less. You deserve more and so does your dog. All right, let's go to break super quick and we get back. We're going to talk about this all a little bit more. Want to keep up with all the latest from the Quirky Dog Podcast like me and Murphy here? Then make sure you head on over to the YouTube channel and subscribe. Or if you prefer to listen to the madness, go on over to iTunes or Spotify and follow the Quirky Dog Podcast. And hey, while you're there, leave a rating and review and let them know what you think of the show. Until then, keep it quirky. I'm going to give you guys all a little personal nudge here that, you know, take a little mental inventory and jot things down, if you will. I am not a crazy record keeper anymore with dog training and stuff. It just gets to be too much for me. I do have a rehab journal going for Jimmy that I'm pretty consistent about because it just helps me know what we did each day. You know, if he was a little bit sore, if his incision looked a little bruised because of activity, you know, that's a, a nice thing for me to take record of. But take five minutes and write down, you know, what do you have right now? What What does your dog do that you like? What are you, you know, grateful for. Let's start with the good. What do you want? What would you like to improve? What behaviors would you like to change? Where are your pain points? What do you want to tweak? And then also, what are you going to be able to ignore? There's a lot of crap that Scott and I just, we don't care about. Like we're going to let go. We're not going to stress about, we're not settling for less. We're just okay that it happens. I would say one of them is Jimmy barks in his crate. Sometimes he can be reactive when we're rotating dogs and you accept that. You I don't think care. It's perfect. <laughs> I don't know a freaking problem with that dog in one. Anyway, uh, um, occasionally he likes to the sound of his own voice, and I say, "Here, here, good boy." He likes Jess to make gets himself really pissed known. off when I do that. Oh my god, he thinks the dog's perfect. Um, okay, what are some things my dogs do? Vital jumps on the counter every single day. Jumps on the counter, sees what's there. Especially if I'm going to make other dogs food. You know, she's like, "Oh, you know, what do you have for me?" I one tell thing her I don't off. Like about it's your over. Dogs. <laughs> is uh, very similar to, uh, they get this from you. They don't respect my personal space. Okay. I'll be on the couch. These dogs come flying in, jump on my head. I'm they, like, Jess, get they, your frigging dog off me. They, you have to give this dog some love. They like this you. This dog loves you. <laughs> they like you. Like, I right. tell them all the time, my dog sink is going to be 13 in the spring. I say, if Bug didn't love you, I never would have stayed. This is the only reason I'm here is because Bug loved you. My dogs like you. You should be grateful for that. But there's going to be certain things. It doesn't have to be things that, you know, your partner is accepting and cares about, you know, that gets into marital conflict and relationship stuff and everything else. But you personally, as the owner, what kind of stuff are you willing to just let slide? It's okay. I don't care that this happens. For me personally, I would never have a dog, you know, peeing and pooping in my house. I get that, you know, some senior dogs cannot control it. A lot of people let that slide. That literally like makes my skin crawl. I can't even consider that. I am a pretty big stickler for noise. I don't like noise. Even when I've had many, 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 many dogs in my care, I don't just accept, oh, dogs bark and this is how it's going to be. You know what I mean? So there are like some hard truths for me that I'm certainly going to intervene with, but 
things like jumping on the counter. I'm like, oh, whatever. It's fine. You know, this is how it's going to be. This is what's going to happen. So no, give yourself a column for that too. Like maybe I can fix this, but if I don't, it's not going to make or break me. And it doesn't necessarily mean I'm settling for less. It doesn't really affect me that much, but you need to know where you're starting. And you know, this little mental inventory and this little exercise is going to help you get there. I think that one of the nice things about training uh, dogs, especially the really difficult dogs, like this dachshund that I went to see that has 20 plus bites and just a nasty little dog, uh, is that the people think the dog is so bad, they don't even know if there's if they can salvage what's going on here. I mean, they're just almost in a hopeless situation. So anything we do is an improvement. And I told them that in that first class, like this was getting better, that's getting better. Things are getting better because it was so out of hand. I said, listen, the dog is always going to be quirky. The word <laughs> I use is like, this dog has got something going on, a little bit nasty, this and that. There's a huge amount of room for improvement, but he's not going to become you know, a lab or a golden retriever. Or a he's service still, dog. Let's for some just reason, get real here. Yeah, for some reason, he's a little bit sharp and a little bit, you know, and I'm, it all happened before they got the dog. Easily sure. triggered. Yeah, easily triggered and and has this aggression, but there's so much room for improvement that even though you may have a goal that's an ideal for your dog, and we never reach the ideal, get, getting towards that is just constant improvement. The dog is just getting better all the time. Even though I tell people like with healing, I explain what healing is. Walking uh, next to you on a This is leash. the ideal. This is perfection, what I'm describing. We're not going to have perfection. We're going to be keep keep on trying to hone this in and make it better and better, but it's never going to be perfect. Yeah. You know, but you need to know what you're trying to work towards so that you can continue to improve. And while you're making those incremental changes, you're no longer settling for less. You're moving in the right direction towards the greater good, towards better, towards more, towards peace, whatever that looks like to you. But in doing in taking action, you are not settling for less anymore. And I think as a society as a whole, um, definitely as a country, somewhat as a world, we have just gotten to this point where we're just settling. Like, you know, this is fine. You know, Uber Eats is fine. I'm going to eat fast food all the time. I'm going to gain, you know, 15 to 20 pounds in my 20s and 30s because, you know, whatever. It's just the way things go. We just start making excuses for every area of our life that isn't exactly where we want it to be. And by not settling for less, you're showing a lot of self-respect to yourself. And we have been on this, you know, wellness journey, if you will, basically since we started podcasting up until now. But even this year, I just finished a three-day fast myself. Scott's been hitting the gym harder than he's been working out probably since he was a freaking teenager. Like we are trying to improve the quality of our lives day in, day out, week in, week out, not only for ourselves, but also to show up for you guys. But it's it's a respect thing, right? Like showing self-respect to ourselves helps our household. It helps us in business. It helps us serve better. It helps us be better people within society and in the world. So think of that as not only doing this because, oh, you know, the dog needs this and the dog's fearful and the dog has anxiety and I need to help the dog. Think of it for doing it for yourself too. You owe it to yourself to have a better quality of life. And of course, I am a huge advocate for let's make the dogs better. There is nothing that I hate more than these dogs that have lack of mental clarity and they just are really not in a good headspace. Like that is why we do what we do. That is why we came up with canine healing. That is why we have our in-person business. I want the dogs to feel better living in their own skin. But it's also about us too as owners. Yeah, I mean, speaking of the physical and you know my journey, I've been, when I was young, I was in really good shape. I was, you know, part of that is genetic and part of it is I was very active and 
I was in the military and I just enjoyed running, weightlifting, and doing those kind of things. So like in high school, I got into, I was, you know, I was a fat little kid and then I was a skinny teenager and I started working out and started putting on muscle and, and living that lifestyle and, and enjoying seeing progress, going to the gym four or five days a week. And over the past couple of years, I've been out running hard and um, weightlifting, and I wasn't really making much progress. You know, I mean, I like my, I'm tracking my, my body fat percentage. My and he was working percentage. hard. It wasn't yeah. like he was just um, running I'm, once I'm a week. Eating, I'm eating well, not perfect, but eating clean, pretty clean, and working out and running and doing all this stuff. And my body metabolism just wasn't kicking in, you know? And I said to Jess, and this is almost a year ago, I said, I'm going to, I want to get my testosterone checked. And I got it checked and it was pretty low. Uh, probably normal for a 61-year-old man, but it was low. It wasn't, obviously, you know, it's not going to be like a 20-year-old. I knew that. But now in this day and age, we have the ability to uh, supplement and get into this type of thing, which I said, you know, we talked about it. And it was a big thing for me to do it because it's like, if you're going to do that, it's like you gotta, you're got to you on that train. You're committed. You got to just yeah. commit to it, you know? Yeah. And I said, you know, I think I'm, I'm going to give this a shot. So I started, this is like last April, last March, and I t- had turned 61, and I was just getting, and again, I think like I'm settling for less. I'm working, I'm running, I'm doing all this stuff, but I'm not like reaping any type of real um, benefit other than I could run farther. You know, I could go out and run four to six miles, but... He wasn't seeing significant results. Yeah, I wasn't seeing any physical changes in my body. And within two to three months, all of a sudden, I put on like 10 pounds of muscle. I'm in better shape. My attitude, oh, you can way attest, easier my to attitude <laughs> is much, much better. I'm much more optimistic. Yeah. I go to the gym now. I'm, I'm always looking forward to going to the gym. If we can't go to the gym in the morning because like we're going to the podcast, I'm already telling Jess on the way here, I'm going to stop in tonight you know, and go to the gym. So it's just... It's a small thing. But where it's been I didn't life-changing. Wanna, I didn't want to settle for less anymore with my physical health. I evaluated the pros and cons. And, um, you know, a lot of people have a ne- They think, oh, my God, you know, you're going to have a heart attack, all these things. And, uh, but there's a big difference between supplementing and getting your testosterone into a higher normal level and doing going down the anabolic steroid bodybuilding route where you're doing 10 times that and putting on a lot of muscle and really stressing your heart out and things like that. Yeah, so and hormones play a huge... I'll be doing that next year. <laughs> Don't but. start. He's, he's, hard to keep, he's hard to keep under wraps. But hormone replacement therapy is even a thing in dogs, right? Joe Rogan and Huberman just did a podcast about this a bit ago. You can look for it on YouTube. I'm actually actively looking for someone to have on the podcast to discuss hormone replacement therapy in dogs. They're doing this for dogs that have been neutered young, introducing testosterone, helping things. So maybe it's a hormonal thing going on with you or your animals or something else, but intervene. Intervene prevention causes for change and taking a step in some direction, hopefully it be the right direction, a positive direction can be life-changing. So really consider these things and stop settling. You guys, I don't care if it's about your physical health, if it's about your mental health, if it's about your family dynamic, if it's about your friend circle, if it's about your, you know, drinking habits, I don't care what it is. Stop settling. If you are not happy, now is the time to make the change and then focus that onto the relationship with your dog as well, because your dog, deserves it. And really, I'm telling you, 
there was this thread on a local dog trainer's um, a friend, a mutual friend, dog trainer's post the other day, like, what's your favorite part of your job? And I literally said changing people's lives. Like, it is so nice that we are able to intervene on such a small scale in the broad scheme of things for, you know, a couple weeks or a couple classes. And literally people's lives are changed. So maybe it's seeking out the right person to work with you. Maybe it's seeking out the right online account. Maybe it's just putting the dog in the crate a couple times a week for a couple hours when you're home makes all the difference. But start implementing something new so you stop settling for less. Yeah, when you and I just, you know, when you were talking, I was just thinking about, you know, I haven't drank in like 33 years. And when I was 27, and I used to party all the time and raise hell and had a great time. And it got to a point where I, I knew I was settling for less. I knew that I could do better. I should be doing better. And this was just a dead-end lifestyle that I was going down. And I finally just said, that's it. I'm done. And um, I took whatever steps needed to be done. I went to a 12-step program. I, I kind of, I did whatever had to be done. But the bottom line is, it's, I quit drinking. I, you know, quit, you know, doing a lot of these things that were hurting me physically and emotionally and mentally. And um, just never looked back. Yeah. You know, I just don't even think about it now. But it was because I felt I was, I, there was no question I was settling for less. Like the whole world knew I was settling for less. I was just the last one to realize that I was settling for less. You and know? we all are not as extreme as Scott in all of our examples and all of our situations. But we do really want to make the point that whatever you're doing for your own self and your own health does affect the general quality of your life and with those around you and those you love, including your dog. So I hope that you guys had a great Thanksgiving. We are moving into December. The holidays keep rolling on through. Be sure to check out that link in the description for Havoc Your Way. I'm telling you, you're going to love what she has to offer. She even has some custom dog-eared sweatshirts. It's the best of the best of the best. And thank you so much for joining in this, this week. We have our very good friend, Sriharsa Pradhan, coming on next week. I can't wait. And in the meantime, keep, keep it, it quirky. quirky. Bye, guys. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.